Welcome to another episode of Phase 1 Sports, your go-to podcast for a deep dive into the thrilling world of the NFL. As the regular season reaches its climax, join us as we discuss the pivotal matchups, analyzing playoff implications, and provide expert insights and strategies that will shape the postseason landscape. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual fan, we got you covered with engaging discussions, expert predictions, and the latest updates around the league. Get ready for another adrenaline pack episode as we break down the final week of the NFL season right here on Phase 1 Sports, a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Celtics Winery. Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Cellars Winery, located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family-owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you want to make great wine, use great fruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods, allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, We truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. BarHarborCellars.com. That's BarHarborCellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault, and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now... Let's ship you over to the premier sports team on the stereo app, the Phase One Sports Crew. And to you, our guests, and to the Phase One team, we raise a glass and say salute. NFL week 18 and it is it is snowing in Maine cannot ask for a better Sunday oh, yeah, I heard about that snow and how it's going to affect the Patriots game I don't I don't think anything will affect the Patriots they stink all the way around <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got the Jets in an upset right now I got I I know. I do ha- I actually do have the Jets in a little bit of an upset for this game. Um I think it's very fitting that Belichick's reign comes to an end at the hands of the New York Jets, the team that he once wrote on a bar napkin he will no longer be the head coach of. So where do you think he ends up going? Do you think they trade him? Do you think it's a no, I think they let him walk. I think they let him go. I think they let him go wherever he wants to go. And I got to be honest with you, Kay. I I think any team that brings him in as head coach is is just delaying the inevitable. I I uh 
I think the game's passed him by. I think the players have passed him by. I think he is a great head coach, one of the top three in the history of the game, depending on which fan base you're a fan of. Um, At his age right now, I want to see him go into the booth or do something. The, The game's passed him by. He could not rebuild the Patriots after Brady. He could not assemble a coaching staff. Billy O'Brien's a horrible offensive coordinator for them. He lost the the game in Germany, which for all reports, that was the end as far as Kraft was concerned with Belichick's reign. And um, any team he goes to, you're going to need at least two years for him to build the team together. And that's going to put him at 74 years old. And and why is he going to, he can't draft offense for the Patriots. How is he going to go in and draft offense for some other team? And then to boot, if Mayo stays and gets the Patriot job, he's going to have to bring in either an entirely new staff or want to keep some of the coaches that are on that team, which I totally don't get. And to complicate matters more, Mike Vabrils not finishing the season on a high note down in Tennessee and I've always said from day one, I think he's the natural fit to take over the New England job myself. That's actually who I, I was going to pick for my candidate. It's very able to come in. I think, like you said, it's not going well in Tennessee. I think they're going to have a, a a mutual parting of ways. And the best place if Bill is gone tonight, I'm hearing reports that after the game, it might be officially said to the public, um, why not bring in Vrabel? He knows the system. He was a Patriot. He knows Kraft. Um, they're going to have to get a GM, of course, because sure. they're behind the eight ball to barely in the AFC East. Like, when you talk about talent-wise, they're not better than Buffalo. They're not better than Miami. The Jets that they play today, they're not better than the Jets. The Jets need a quarterback, of course. And they're way behind the eight ball when you talk about the AFC and that landscape. Like, they're probably the worst team in the AFC. Like, and I if, can't if, even name a team that would go be ahead, a close go ahead, second. Ken. Like, what, what would be the close second team in the AFC that's just as worse as them? Like, I, I don't know. Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. yeah. Carolina. Like the NFC. The NFC. So they're the complete worst team. And I think Carolina, if we're looking at the NFL in a landscape, I honestly think Carolina's better than them. They have their quarterback. They have a couple of running backs. It's just the owner. If you find a right coach and a and a guy that can lead that offense and lead that team, Carolina. The, the if we look at if we're being completely honest, if we, like I'm looking at the standards right now, the NFC South, Carolina could have competed this year for the NFC South if they had the if they had the right coach. But going back to for Bill, sure, I think Bill ends up in Washington. You know, that, you know, here's a, this is interesting. A a while back in the chat, I had posted for, for the guys to take a look at. There's a great saying, if history doesn't repeat itself, it always rhymes. And we always compare Belichick to Lombardi. And many would say, and I think maybe rightfully so, that Belichick is a better coach than Lombardi. Let's not forget that when, Things went 
on the downturn in Green Bay with the Packers in Lombardi's reign, when he left Green Bay, he went to the Washington Redskins and for one season was the head coach before he developed cancer and passed away. So it might be four decades later, but that precedent has kind of been set where the greatest coach in NFL history eventually leaves his team where he made his name and goes to the Redskin organization. And we could be talking about the same thing with Belichick, like you're saying. Because if you're Washington, you have nothing to lose. You're drafting high in, in, in the draft this year. This is the year of the quarterback. It's three to four guys that you could potentially plug in and play. Um, you have money to spend. You have new ownership. It's a new day. You got to be able to compete because right now you're behind, you're Washington. You're behind the eight ball in the NFC East. New York, Philly, and and and, and Dallas are way better than you. You have a chance to catch the Giants, but the Giants really are what we thought they were going to be because I thought the Giants were going to be this last year. And when coming into the season, as much as people want to say that I'm a homer, I knew the Giants weren't going to be this good this year. Like They just didn't have the talent to compete. So if you're Washington, you have to make the choice for your coaching staff and be like, okay, if we do bring Belichick in, we need to get him a guy. And I think with um, with this new regime there in Washington, they're going to take a hard look at him. I don't think they give him full, complete ownership of the roster because you if, if you've learned anything from new england in the last couple of years he's not a good talent evaluator he, he doesn't see the game like you said the game is past him but when it comes to a plain x and o like hey this is what we need to do i think he still got that but you need somebody if you're gonna if you're washington you need a gm and the guy that i've been advocating for a while is lewis riddick I couldn't like, agree with you more there. I could not no, agree with you more. I actually wanted him to be the Giants GM. I mean, I, I like our GM now, but if it's a guy that I think needs a job, it should be him. And he's been in the NFC East. Like, he, he's been a GM for the Eagles already. So he know he knows the division. I think he played in the division. Why not pair him up with Lewis Riddick and go to work? Even if you get two years, like you said. I don't think Bill's going to pass away anytime soon. Knock on, knock on wood. Even if you get it two years, he's a building block to start something. Because right now, Washington is nothing, man. When you look at the Wizards, the Capitals, <laughs> the Commanders, thank God, like, you know, the, the state of Maryland has the Ravens and Orioles. But, man, that, talk about a, a state that that's a sports town. They really have nothing to look forward to in the next couple they- of years. They don't, but Kay, let me ask you this question, and 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 I I ask it I I ask it delicately. Um, Magic Johnson has a lot of influence within the Washington Commander Football Organization, and like the New York Giants, the Redskins have never had a black head coach, and Washington with the new organization needs to establish some new trends within that city. Um, And there are a lot of viable, really good coaching candidates out there. Maybe even one on that Washington staff in Eric Bieniemy, but I don't see anybody from that Ron Rivera staff getting promoted to continue coaching. The commanders, um, I just, I feel that this, I feel like Washington's just going to go in a fresh and different direction and because of washington's 
complicated, talented football team. They have a lot of guys that have talent. They just haven't seemed to be able to put it together. So you don't really know what you have in the cupboard in Washington. This could be a two, three year rebuild. And do you and and does and does somebody really want to invest that time frame before Belichick turns 75 years old? And how do we know Belichick's gonna play well with the general manager? Because in New England, he's never had to compete with one because even when they had one. Belichick always had the final voice unless they unless he goes out and gets like a Scott Pioli or somebody he's had a long standing relationship with. Um, it's going to be super interesting to see which direction the skins go in. No, I agree. A hundred percent. I feel like if you're going to be completely honest with Bill and when you bring him in for the interview process. And he's not aboard with, you know, a GM that you like in mind and he has to go. So there's other candidates too. Like I don't think the enemy gets this job. I actually think the enemy ends up in Carolina. That's like one of my predictions right now. I think the enemy ends up in Carolina. Um, I like the offensive coordinator Ben Johnson from the Lions. I think he becomes the head coach of Carolina, Ben Johnson. You 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 think so? I don't think Ben Johnson goes to Carolina. I think Ben Johnson, if he has the choice to either stay as the offensive coordinator of the Lions and go to that dysfunction in Carolina, he stays as the choice offensive coordinator, or he takes the Washington job. I think the enemy fits Carolina because there's going to be no other option for Carolina. Like nobody in their right state of mind is going to take that Carolina job with that owner. But the enemy's been he's been craving for a job. It's like. I'm head coach of material. So the only job that I think is going to be available for him if he doesn't get the Washington job is the Carolina job. And if think, he takes if, if he takes a lateral if the enemy takes a if if the enemy takes a lateral job, same positions as offensive coordinator, would and say say Ben Johnson does go down and 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 he gets the Washington job. And that would mean the Detroit Lions are looking for an offensive coordinator. Maybe they promote somebody on the staff, but the enemy from everything we hear and everything we know is a no-nonsense offensive coordinator. And Dan Campbell's a no-nonsense head coach. I, I, I wonder how that pairing could be in Detroit for next season if they're in the field for an offensive coordinator pairing up the enemy with Goff and Dan Campbell. I think it would be well because, like you said, they both got the same system. But I feel like if Carolina is smart. They need that in their culture right now. And the enemy would give that to you as a head coach. Now, as far as filling out the rest of the staff, I don't really know who the enemy knows. I know he knows a couple of guys in Kansas City. Kafka looks like he's probably going to be gone as a Giants OC. Maybe he brings Kafka along with him. Defensively, I don't know who's hot right now. And that will be able to come into the defensive side of the ball. Special teams, you can pretty much lead anybody. Anybody can be the special teams guy. So it's pretty much for him. If he does get the Carolina job, how do you fill out the rest of your staff? Because the talent is there. Um, Bryce Young is okay. But I've been telling y'all that since last year. Anybody that would listen, I said CJ Stroud is going to be the guy. It says CJ Stroud is just bigger and better and, and plays better football. Bryce is too small and played in the SEC. 
and we're seeing we're seeing what I've been saying all year. But I, I wouldn't give up on Bryce Young yet. Just need more talent and more discipline, which they lack right now. But I see Wicked is trying to get into the show, so I'm gonna add him. Add him in, and then I think we got a couple messages in the queue. Yo. Yes, sir. So you might as well spit your piece because I know all the messages for you. So we ain't gonna play the messages. I'm just gonna let you. Yeah, please don't play. Please don't play the messages. First of all, put some respect on my home team's names. I I I saw you snickering and laughing about the Capitals and the Wizards. We're we're not doing that. We're not doing that not while good, I'm no. present. We're not doing that. Nah, fam. Nah. Good. It's like saying, nah, fam. Listen, listen. Good, Knicks. bad, or <laughs> in, indifferent. In, we're in not New York, doing that. We have the Knicks. And the Nets, you guys have nothing. The Knicks nothing. and the Nets. All right. The, all right. The Knicks beat. Did you not see the Knicks beat yeah, the Sixers right. by twenty Friday night? No, no. I I watched that game. I, don't okay. hey, don't get it twisted. I I watched that game. Right. All right. Cool. Anyways, um, I was I saying that we should promote Eric Bieniemy as the head coach. He should get his his own staff, right, with the offensive co- coordinator and the DC. Um what what we need is to uh actually draft the right quarterback, which is a science that is not proven because we can get Caleb Williams and he could be a bust. We could get Drake May, he could be a bust. We we could get Penix Jr., he could be a bust, and so on and so forth. Um, but we but we do have to get the right quarterback for that head coach, right? Like let's not try to undermine the head coach. Um I I'm not seeing us get Belichick. I mean, he's like a big splash, which if we get Belichick that's like Dan Snyder 2.0, right? Like you're just looking for names so you can sell tickets. No, we need, and, and I believe Joe, Joe Harris and magic Johnson, they want to win. And they have, hold on, on. before you go any further, do you trust magic Johnson? Because that's what I was going to tell Biggie before everybody got on. Look what Magic did to the Lakers. Magic is somebody that should not be trusted. I don't care who Magic Johnson is. I don't care that he beat HIV and AIDS. All that's cool. That's all that's publicity. But that man should not be trusted when it comes to running a sports team because anytime he runs something, he runs away when it's not looking good. If you look at the Lakers with LeBron the last time, the man says, I'm just not ready for the job, Genie. I'm not ready. I can't do okay. this. He started crying on national media. Okay. Football's different. Okay. He, he's he's never right. really been a football guy, so we'll see. But okay. I don't trust him. Okay, so you you don't trust him as a advisor or like I don't trust him as a general manager for basketball because that's not his role. His role is like president, right? Correct. He he will hire like like the right people around him that's that's gonna make a decision but the primary decision maker for the organization i don't think that's the role that he wants okay so yeah, now but you guys we can talk about hang on guys. hang on no, let me finish let me finish let me let me make this quick point i, I hear the rest of the floor i want to remember you guys have two basketball guys basketball construction of rosters and football construction of rosters are two different rosters basketball you know it's five to 
five guys that start, and you have another five to six that come off the bench. So one player can change your franchise. It doesn't work like that in football. And we see that because the guys that are drafting in the top of the draft this year, I guarantee it's Washington with the draft, May, Penix, or the kid from Caleb Williams, it's really not going to change them. Washington's still going to be trash next year because the talent gap is different between the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. They're not catching Philadelphia anytime soon. They're not catching Dallas. Maybe they have a chance to, to catch the, the New York Giants, but I think the Giants culture is set in stone. So, I don't know. Washington okay. has a, it's probably, you're looking at a two to five year rebuild. Okay, so can, can, can I ask you a question just to make my point? <clears throat> Um, what is the most important position of all sports? The Defensive number one end. most important. Hmm? Defensive end. Yo, stop playing with me, bro. Like, <laughs> what is the most important? Quarterback. I know y'all gonna it is quarterback, quarterback bro. It is quarterback. Listen, listen. Can, you need can, to get can I speak? Quarterback. Defensive end. Defensive end, no. right? The game is played in the trenches. Like, it it is played in the trenches. Like, okay. I mean, you haven't, you haven't not let you me had speak Eli yet. Manning, a Hall of Famer. They couldn't protect. Biggie can tell you this. It doesn't matter about what quarter. Look at the Jets, bro. I wish Saeed was here. Look at the Jets. You're, you're right, K. No technically, you're you're right. You're you're right. But let's not get lost in in the minutia of. The, the small details like that. Washington has no quarterback right now. And 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 Wicked, I want to let you speak everything you want to say. The one thing I want to say about Magic Johnson is this. Magic knows basketball so well that his ego is probably actually way more inflated than it would be with trying to help rebuild the Washington football team. I think well Magic said, will rely on his ability to be a good business owner, his ability to interpret information and gain information from people within the sport itself. I think what where Magic's basketball acronym has served him poorly is Magic knows basketball so well, he's going to rely on his own opinion. But I think he's a smart enough billionaire when it comes to the Redskin organization or the commander organization, I think he's going to seek a lot of outside counsel and that will really reflect on his ability to process information and make a decision off of that information. But with that being said, Wicked, what are you thinking? Okay. So what, what I'm thinking is uh, ex exactly what you said. Um, and, and it's, it just basically, I'm not like trusting them. I'm I'm not putting all all my eggs in one basket because I'm gonna get burnt. What, what what I'm doing is I'm watching them and the moves that they're gonna make this draft and the draft coming soon. I, I mean, uh, after this draft, right? All all I'm saying, we need a franchise quarterback, whether it be Penix, whether it be Drake May, or whether it be Caleb. Yes. I do know that the game is played in the trenches, but I don't know if you've seen, we did get four first rounder in the trenches and we ended up having to ship two of them. I mean, premier pass rushers, right? Well, because son. we couldn't pay them because we weren't good because we couldn't put up points, period. We need to put up points, draft a quarterback, 
draft an offensive line, shore up that o o offensive line. I believe we can score points. Our offense looked better with Eric Bieniemy as our o offensive coordinator. Trust me, from and from somebody that has been watching that team for 25 years, 26 years, we looked better. I love Ron Rivera because he taught our defensive player how to tackle. When Jake Gruden was our coach, we couldn't tackle for nothing. We we could score points, but we couldn't tackle, right? All I'm saying this, I am watching these guys and seeing the moves that they're going to make. Do I trust Magic Johnson and Joe Harris 100%? I don't because I still know it's a business. And a business, sometimes you sell hope. Okay. That's what Dan Snyder sold, sold us for 20 plus years was hope. I'm sorry. So, with that being said, this is not a sure science. And if you want to say defensive end, it's the most important position of all sports, that's fine. I believe it's I believe it's quarterback, and that's what we need because Sam Howell ain't, ain't it. Jake, uh, uh, J Jacoby Brissett is a career backup, right? And any, anybody else in the roster doesn't e e even sum, sum up because they haven't beaten Jacoby Brissett nor Sam Howell. So for us moving forward, a head coach, O offensive OC DC quarterback trenches and let's see how 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 it all played. I would like Bill Belichick myself because I think is it is just the name and we already had a five year run with a defensive minded coach. We just need new blood with with an offensive minded coach. That's all. That's what I think, and um, you know, I'm kind of done with, with this subject. And let me ask you guys this question: Speaking of head coaching candidates, right? That's right. We're we're gonna have Vrabel out there. You're you're gonna have. I don't know if Rivera is gonna get another job, but you're gonna have Vrabel out there. You're gonna have as an option Dan Quinn. And speaking of an option of Dan Quinn, if the Cowboys don't make the Super Bowl or lose poorly in the playoffs. You could argue that the Cowboys are going to be looking for a coach, and then that would make McCarthy available as an option for a head coach out there. You know, if we talked about Ben Johnson, and I don't, I don't want to stay on the Panthers thing, but it sure wouldn't shock me if David Tepper went out there and decided to make news with Belichick because Belichick could bring in an entire staff essentially with him, whoever he wanted to bring over from the Patriots job. If the Patriots go with Mayo or go in, in a different direction. And uh, we know how poorly run the Panthers are right now. It's, it's going to be so interesting. I think Quinn definitely gets a job in this season, in this off season, as far as the head coach is concerned, it's going to be interesting to see who, who taps Carolina you know what you're you know what you're getting as far as all that stuff goes um but so we got the crystal ball out and we're looking a little bit into the future 
I want to rewind for one second and talk about the two games that we had last night. And on the Steeler on the Steeler Baltimore Raven game last night, I called that the dirty ball game. Obviously, the score and the weather showed it. Are you guys concerned with Baltimore losing last night to Pittsburgh? And I have to issue a big apology to PJ because a couple of weeks ago I was slamming Deontay Johnson and he essentially won that game for them last night. But just in that Steeler in that Steeler Raven game, does it concern either of you guys that the Ravens lost that game last night? Well, I, it, I hope it does it in the long haul. You guys know I've been very adamant on the on the Ravens um, with them going the distance. Um, they know they rested their starters, so they could have. It was a 50-50 shot that they either win or lose the game. Um, I think, you know, you know, you you hear a lot of people talk about like you don't rest your starters, you, you don't rest on week eighteen. Um, but I feel like they have a good shot to um, make to go to the AFC and represent the AFC in the playoffs. I kind of digress on that. Uh, for the Steelers, though, this was definitely must must needed. I was really surprised they caught they um, had three sacks, a uh, couple turnovers in the game that um, really put them in position to put points on the board. Mason Rudolph did his thing. Uh, I, I can't. Um, I, I got to give him credit where credit is due. Um, they took care of business. Took, they took care of business. I would not get lost in the sauce when it comes to Deontay, Deontay Johnson. I feel like DJ's got to go, even though he came up with a big play. That's what we want him to do, make make the big plays, and he sure he did on that on, on that end. Um, but to make a long question, to make a long answer short, I, I'm as concerned as I am that um, they won't represent the AFC. I don't think it, they have too much to worry until they're actually in the thick of things in the playoffs. Um, to answer this question short, now nah, the Ravens are going to be fine. Um, there's no reason to play any of these guys, especially in the rain. Yesterday, unfortunately, you seen TJ Watt got hurt. Um, could I think it was a torn MCL, so he's probably done for the year. Um, but they needed him Mild. more than any of them. It was uh, a sprain. Sprain. So he might be able to come back for the playoffs. Not to say that there's potentially that the Steelers can still miss the playoffs if things don't go their way today. Uh, even if they do make the playoffs, they're not really going to make too much noise in the playoffs. I know PJ will be happy because the team is there, like any fan would be. But PJ will tell you they ain't really going to make too much noise in the playoffs this year. Um, as far as Deontay Johnson, eh, he's okay. But I agree with PJ. He definitely has to go. But it might just be that the Steelers don't throw the ball. I mean, yesterday it was rainy conditions. So I don't really want to put too much pressure on, you know, the Steelers offense because it was hard to throw the ball. But just historically watching these guys when I get the chance to, they don't really make big explosive plays down the field anymore. You brought in Allen Robinson. He had 20, he had zero yards, I think one target. Um, you have, what's the other kid, George Pickens that can make plays. He's really been non-existent for majority of the year. You have two running backs, Najee Harris and the other kid that I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. I don't know. Maybe it's quarterback. Maybe it's quarterback. Maybe if you're Pittsburgh, you do everything you can to get another guy because maybe I think Drake May would be better in that offense. I don't like Kenny Pickett at all. 
I've been saying that for a while, PJ. PJ, I can. I think I told PJ this. I'm not a big fan of him. If Mason Rudolph is your starter, that's a problem. Trubisky been trashed ever since he got into the league. It's a, it's a bunch of issues with the Steelers. They got the head coach. Like Tomlin's gonna be what eighteen straight um, winning seasons, I think. Um, I don't know. It's like they're they're what's the word? They're average, and you don't want to be average in sports because it's the worst place you can be. You're not good enough to win a title, and you're not bad enough to get a top five, top ten pick. So it's like, I don't know, PJ, like, what what do you do? What do you do? Because you need more talent. You do have talent, but I'm not sold on the well, quarterback position. Well, I, I, I believe that for for when everybody is saying about um, the controversy of quarterback, listen, from my history and from what I've seen in recent memory, Kenny Pickett will be the starting quarterback in twenty in um, next season. Because what I do know is, when it comes to the preseason and when it comes to the camp and anything, Mason Rudolph has done poorly. So, and I've looked at Kenny Pickett and I've seen videos and he always has the puts in the effort to develop and work on his craft as a quarterback and like i like i always told tell you guys you let a quarterback develop all this new age nuance because of patrick mahomes and burrow and 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 the others that you can't let a court that you expect instant success out of a quarterback when you forget these are humans they they ain't when they ain't like extraterrestrial things you let them develop and if this is the sophomore slump for Kenny Pickett, then, and actually, quite honestly, I know this because I'm actually in Pittsburgh and I'm a Pitt fan. If you watch Kenny Pickett's journey at Pitt, it was slow. And then he made, um, and then he made strides, and especially what we've seen his last two years at Pitt. So if this is what we're seeing now, I have very optimistical hopes that he's going to get it. Um, towards the future, so quarterback isn't I, really the, isn't really the issue in Pittsburgh. I agree a little bit, but unfortunately, this is the NFL, and I get what you're saying. We 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 long PJ, we long left the era of letting quarterbacks sit three four years and develop. I miss those days. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I miss those days. This ain't the time for slow development, man. People get fired. <laughs> like, these offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, they got families to feed. For me, I was never sold on them. I don't know what you see. Everybody's football eye is different. I'm really not sold on them. If I'm Pittsburgh, and this is just me personally, I'm trying to talk to, to the Chicago Bears to see what I could do to either get Justin Fields or try to get that number one pick. That's just me personally. But like I said, everybody football is different. That's what I would do if I'm the Pittsburgh team. Because they got the talent. I just don't like any of the guys. Like, I think Pete, I mean, not PJ. Um, we could say this like a couple weeks ago. They just got a bunch of career backups in Pittsburgh. Everybody there is a backup. There's no starter. I got news for you. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be looking at Justin Fields. And I don't know when he's going to be back healthy. I don't think it'll be too far into next season, but there's a guy sitting in Minnesota that has no contract in Kirk, Kirk Cousins. 
My boy. You put Kirk Cousins on Pittsburgh right now, the way that team is constituted, that's a 12-win football team. They win the AFC North, no question. Or at least yep. second in the AFC North. Yep. And if you go with a rookie, if you go with a rookie or a lower price quarterback in Minnesota with that young team, and they still have to figure out what they're going to do at the running back position in Minnesota because it's not like they have any game changer at the running back position. Cousins isn't getting any younger. Kirk, Kirk going to get a lot of interest this year. Kirk going to get a lot of interest. And I don't think Justin Fields is going anywhere. I think the Bears are going to see what they have in him, pick Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe move down with that second pick or first pick and try and acquire some other picks going into next year. I think Fields stays in Chicago. I think Kirk Cousins is going to get a lot of phone calls from teams this year. New York Jets. Well, in that, in that, no. in that retrospect, I was going to say, in that, with that retrospect of if if Chicago keeps um keeps uh, Justin Fields. By the way, if you guys saw um, Kyle Brandt of NFL Network's rant that was on on Justin Fields, that was pure cinema. Um, but yeah, if that's if that's the case, that's the draw. It has to have. It, you have to win tonight. Um. In uh, in Green Bay, that's the only way. You have to show okay. and prove that you are the guy, and that um there that you ain't got to, that they don't have no ifs ands or buts about the future because you are the future, um moving forward. If that's the case, then yeah, you go after um Marvin Harrison in the draft. I feel like they have to address tackle, and there are a boatload of tackles, um coming out of the coming out of the um draft that are first round quality so that's what I think that's what you do when it comes to those two first round picks you have I think Fields is gone and I think Eberflus is gone today too uh, as much as Chicago fans want to keep Justin Fields I, I just think the writing's on the wall he's gone Kid is talented it just hasn't worked out in, in Chicago for whatever reason but I think Justin Fields is going to get a he's going to be the hottest quarterback in the market besides Kirk I think they're going to be 1A, 1B. But there's going to be a lot of teams that's like, mm, if we can get our hands on Justin Fields, we, we got a chance. Minnesota now, is one of them teams, too. Now, last night's other game with with the Colts and the Texans, what an incredible job D'Amico Ryans is doing with probably the AFC Rookie of the Year at quarterback position down there. But – are we potentially going to have two co-head coaches of the year when it comes to D'Amico Ryans in the AFC and Kevin Stefanski with Cleveland in the AFC? Because you can't argue with the job he's done with the rotisserie quarterback position this year and bringing Joe Flacco in from Buffalo Wild Wings when they need a quarterback in Cleveland. Dude, I think... Honestly, you could get both of them coach of the year. I'm more so than Miko Ryan's because the job. Like when you look, honestly, I thought the Texans were going to be rebuilding the whole entire season. I did not know. Like I, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I was like, eh, Texans. And shout out to Saeed because he was the only person to say that. I don't know if PJ said it, but I know on record. Saeed did say the Texans could make some noise in the playoffs and potentially make the playoffs. We all laughed at him. I'm like. 
man, that's Jacksonville's division to win, and everybody else is going to be a distant last place. And the Texans find a way to win that game. Shout out to the Colts too, man. Um, your, your, your number one pick goes down for the rest of the year. You don't have Jonathan Taylor for majority of the year. And you find yourself in a in a last season winner winner uh winner go home position for the coach. So shout out to the coach, man. Shout out to that division because we all I remember everybody saying that was gonna be the worst division in football. That in the NFC South. So get my man um Lemiko Ryan as coach of the year. And um Damn, I keep forgetting names. But the quarterback, rookie offensive rookie of the year. Play lights out, bro. Lights out. Oh yes, Stroud. Stroud. No, 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 no receivers. All his receivers was hurt. No running back. Man just said, you know what? Put the ball in my hands. I'm going to make some plays, and we're going to go win this division. I'm going to potentially could win the division if Jacksonville loses, which would be crazy. Oh, one last thing. I told y'all about Tampa Bay. Oh, yo, I want my money from every single person that betted me, and, and they know who they are. I told y'all Tampa Bay was going to the, win the South. It ain't over yet. You, and I know they you need like to... You need to you need to direct that energy towards Saeed and Brandon because they were the the ones that was like ain't no f- way that Baker Mayfield is gonna lead the Temple Bay. <laughs> Baker Mayfield either way, come back play of the year. Shout out to DeMar Absolutely. Anderson. Come God, back bro. to life. I respect that man. <laughs> I ain't gonna talk nothing bad about him. But he ain't played nothing but one game. Give that award to my boy Baker Mayfield or give it to Joe Flacco. I'm going to be pissed if Hamlin win that award. That's all I got to say, and I digress. Baker, Baker's going to get a Baker's going to get a three-year, $90 million contract this offseason from Tampa Bay. He has to. He's earned it. That, that roster isn't bad. Now you got to figure out what you're going to do with Mike Evans because Mike Evans might still want to leave, and I don't think Baker's going to be the same guy without Mike Evans. You still got guys there. But I told you, I'm like, the defense isn't bad. The South isn't that good. Anybody can win the South. Like, the Saints are still mathematically alive to win the South. I don't think they win because I think the Falcons upset them and beat them today because Arthur Smith or whatever, Arthur Blank, I can't, I always forget his last Arthur name. Smith. Yeah, he needs to save his job. So that's another place, Atlanta, that might be looking for a quarterback-coach combination. I think Justin Fields would do well in Atlanta. But, you know, the whole Mike Vick situation and <laughs> Arthur Blank. No. I, don't be, I don't know if he's going to the black quarterback, bro. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh, okay, listen to this. Uh, listen to to this proposition for for Atlanta, right? Um, keep Arthur Smith, right? Uh, play next season with a career backup, whatever. Uh, Desmond Ritter, whatever. No, no, he's gone. And stop, 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 stop. They're not rocking. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. This is just a hypothetical. Stop, stop getting all worked up. You talking about Desmond Ritter, bro? You Listen, listen. Stop getting all worked up, cause like, give me Tyler Heineke, bro. Give, give me Tyler Heineke. Whatever. Who? I, I'm, I'm just saying, whoever. They just need a placeholder. Now, this is my preposition, right? Wait That's until next man. draft, not this draft, next draft, and try to draft. Um. Shudor Sanders. I don't know what every I don't know what everybody I was gonna ask you guys this in the chat room the other day. Because I watched the I watched a couple of Colorado games this season. 
And I honestly don't know what I'm missing with Shador because I hear everybody saying he'd be the third or fourth quarterback drafted this year if he came out. I I, I just don't see it. I'm with I, you. I, 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 I do think... not see what he does that is so elite. Now, Piggy, I, I was... Because of the offensive line talent. But I was with you guys, you and PJ, when me and uh, Wicked was doing the college shows. I'm like, I don't see the hype until I started watching Colorado play. And I'm like, yo, he's making plays with no offensive line. If you get this man an offensive line, he's pretty accurate with the football. He's a really good decision maker, and he can run. He's not an elite runner, but he can run. I know the hype is he's Deion's son, Colorado, da 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 da. But when you look past all that and watch the tape, he can really play. If he if he decides to come out, which I don't think he comes out, he would honestly be the third best quarterback. And I, I'm with Wicked. I think Atlanta would fit perfectly with the culture, the system, and all that. This, he does have to mature a little bit when it comes to like a little bit of like you know on the field antics, showing the watch and stuff. I'm not really a big fan of wanting my quarterback to do all of that. But hey, to each his own. To each his own. But he can actually play. If y'all look at the tape and put all the gimmicks in him being Deion's son away, he can play. He can play. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, um, I agree with Kason. I, I I agree with Kason. Um, I've been actually follow, following him since high school, even when he, he was at Jackson State. To me, his poise, his anticipation, and he has a pretty good arm strength, right? And that's that's what you want uh, from a future prospect. I believe he's maybe two years ahead of quarterbacks who are going to get drafted this year. Um, he's another C.J. Stroud. He doesn't wow you with his physical abilities. But if you put him in a team where talent can shine, like Drake May, uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Bajon Robinson at the run, a decent uh, offensive line, I believe that's what they're missing to put them on top or where they need to go. And, and they can start building their team around him. They already have the pieces offensively as far as skill play players need to shore up that offensive line. And they should be fine. I, I mean, I want him, but like we need a quarterback right now, so um, yeah, like take a look at that. That's my opinion on that, though. I'll tell you what, if I was the president of marketing for the Atlanta Falcons and they could draft him whenever he comes out, I would so love that job. Obviously, just from the tie in of his father being a first round pick by the Atlanta Falcons back in the 1980s. So for his son to land back in Atlanta, somewhat following in his father's footsteps, that would just be a, a huge jolt of energy in the Atlanta Falcons organization. They're going to sell a lot of tickets, i tell you that, that much. Hey, guys, let me just run down. You know, we always hear there's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten coaching changes in the NFL this year. I'm looking at the standings right now, and, and I'll run through this real quick. I'm looking at the AFC East. The only team I see changing coaches in the AFC East is going to be the Patriots. 
Um, in the AFC North, nobody's changing coaches. The Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens, nobody. AFC South, maybe the Titans. The Colts aren't going to change coaches. The Jags aren't. The Texans aren't. AFC West, we know the Chargers are looking for somebody. Maybe the Raiders. Um, NFC East, Commanders are really the only team that are rumored to be looking for a head coach as of right now. We'll see what happens with the Cowboys. Um, NFC North, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to change. The Lions aren't changing. The Packers aren't changing. Vikings aren't changing. And from all the reports, the Bears aren't going to be changing head coach or GM there either. NFC South, uh, maybe the Saints, but I doubt it at 8-8. We know the Panthers are going to be. And then the NFC West, Nobody's changing coaches. The Niners are staying put. The Rams are staying put. The Hawks, the Cardinals are pretty much, I think, all staying put. So you, so with that in mind, you're looking at anywhere between five to six right now as the max opening head coaching jobs. They all, they all come with baggage. The, you know, the Patriots are depleted in talent on that team. Uh, the Titans are young, not a ton of talent there. I think the Chargers are probably the best opening for a job right now between all of these teams. Uh, the Panthers, we all know the worries that come with the Panthers. It, 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 my opinion would be that the Chargers are the, are the best opening of the teams that we see, of, of the organizations that need head coaches for next season. Do you guys agree with that? And if that's being the case, do you think that's the most likely landing spot for Harbaugh? Um, Dallas, if Dallas does come available, is going to be the best place for the um, a head coach to go because you have everything intact. You have the quarterback, the offensive line is pretty good, the defense is elite. Um, if you do bring in Harbaugh to Dallas, that's a Super Bowl. I, I would pick them to. They would be my favorites to win the Super Bowl the, the next the next year. Um, Can I? If that doesn't if that doesn't come available, then yeah, the Chargers. Because you have you have pieces, but the thing that people are forgiving about the Chargers is you're gonna to have to let some of these pieces you have go. Like maybe a Keenan Allen, you're gonna to have to release or let go. Um, the running back, Mike Boston, Williams, gonna, Mike. What? There's a bunch. Like you have talent now, but there's gonna be guys you let go. The weather in LA, of course, is always gonna be you know there. But if I'm Harbor, I probably wait out to see what Dallas does. If Dallas is one and done, I'm headed to Dallas. Like, wait, yeah, wait, Jerry wait, Jones could be in a pain in, Jerry Jones could be a pain in the no, ass. No, 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 no. Oh, Harbaugh, I'm not, doubt. Come on, yo, come yo, okay, stop, stop, you stop telling the malarkey. Me. No, 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 no. Stop the malarkey. Me. Stop the malarkey. Stop the malarkey. You know you Jerry Jones. You know Jer Jerry Jones doesn't like a coach to undermine him. He needs a coach. That, then he's not. Then he's not going. He to win. doesn't care about that. His his conquest is to win his way. So he can prove to Jimmy Johnson that he can win the Super Bowl his way. Every time he had, listen, every time he doesn't care. Every time he had a strong will coach. With the 49ers. Come on, like he's been to the Super Bowl. So you mean to tell me if you got a Super Bowl guy that's been to the, been there, you going to go get somebody else? Come on, man. I love Dan Quinn. I, I love Dan Quinn like the next guy I love Dan Quinn. 
But if I got to get John Harbor, I'm getting him to, to the Cowboys. Like, oh, okay, that's you. But you have to think like Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones had Jason Garrett for eight years. He had a plethora of coaches to choose from. But, but Jason Garrett was a puppet. Thing, <laughs> Just exactly, like that's what he won. Mike right. McCarthy is a right. puppet also. I agree with Wicked. John Harbaugh is a strong will be because the only way that John Harbaugh went to Michigan, if you remember, because he was clashing with, with the front office in San Francisco, he was strong willed. He needed done his way. And that ownership was not going to let him do it. Right. So what he did, he went to Michigan. So if he going to Dallas, like that's going to be another disaster for me. I prefer him going to um, California to the Chargers. I believe that's a better fit. Nope. Right. Nope. The and the Cowboys are more talented and, and all more ready to win a championship. But the owner it will always be in the way, and I believe John Harbaugh is not going to give up his job at Michigan with the NCAA on his back just to go to the Cowboys with Jerry Jones on his back. He's not that type of coach. He wants the Super Bowl. You think he's going to get it in LA? Hell no. He wants yes, he does he want he listen, he wants a Super Bowl. No there's no doubt. Every coach wants it. And I don't mean to make that sound so easy to say, but Wicked's right. Harbaugh wants control. And Spanos, as an owner, is going to write the check, and he's not going to get involved in in what Harbaugh is going to do. Certain owners, especially with Jerry, we all know his reputation. When you think of the Cowboys, you think of Jerry. But when you think of the Chargers, you don't really think of anybody right now. And if Harbaugh goes there, he's going to have absolute control in that building from top to bottom, left and right. Spanos isn't going to interfere with them. They'll hire Harbaugh first. Harbaugh will pick the GM or assistant GM. And that's just as important because I think in his mind, I think in Harbaugh's mind, his best way to get a Super Bowl is by having total control in that team. And listen, Harbaugh is not backing down from a fight. He didn't do it as a coach. I mean, he didn't do it as a player. You can go see the, the the videos of him arguing with Ditka on the sideline when he was quarterback of the Bears. I don't I don't think he wants to get mixed in with Tepper down in Carolina. I don't think anybody three hundred thousand dollars for throwing a glass of uh, champagne on on another team's fan. And in Dallas, I think you're always fighting. I think you're always fighting the ghost of Jerry. I think okay. I think Wicked spot on. Hypothetically, let's say Jerry Jones passes away unexpectedly before all of this happens. Like, do you go to Dallas then with his son? Yeah, well, you should. <laughs> I, I, there's more. Yeah, there, there's more of a chance. But then again, let's not look. And in, in the question you're asking me, what's the common denominator? It's Jerry. So if Jerry's dead, sure, he would go. But if Jerry's alive, he's not going to go. So, so either way, it's not a definite answer. But if Spanos opens up the checkbook and the Chargers come calling, he goes to he goes to L.A. before he goes to Dallas with Jerry Jones still living. And listen, with Jerry Jones, that might be like weekend at Bernie's. He could be dead for five years, but he'll still be sitting up in that booth next to his son.
that's a fact. Um, his influence on on that team it is very large, and um, I'm saying it, it it won't work for many reasons that Biggie stated. Also, he was a former players, and you know Dallas they undermine the players undermine the coach. If they have a problem, they won't go straight to to the coach. They will go to Jerry which undermines the coach and the coach will have a problem with that. Well, a coach like John, Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, right? He will have a problem with that and they're going to clash. If you look at the past or if you look at the trends, every strong will, strong minded coach that, that coaches for Dallas who uh, had Jerry as the owner, like they didn't have any success. Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells didn't want T.O. But Jerry was like, we're getting T.O. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he said goes. Anyways, um, and, and I also don't believe that Jerry will get rid of Mike McCarthy. I believe he will make an excuse that, hey, we were good. He, he was calling the plays and, and Dak was better. And he's going to make that excuse just to keep McCarthy. I don't think he will fire him because in his best interest, he needs somebody who's going to be a lackey, who's going to be a puppet, but who is also going to call his plays. Um, If I was the Titans, I wouldn't get rid of Mike Vrabel because he's beloved in that locker room and in that city. They, They just need to... Uh, gather up talent and be a better team as far as talent wise. Uh, so that's why I say uh, Los Angeles is the best fit for Jim Harbaugh. And he also loves Southern California. Okay. Um, I look, I hear what you guys were saying. It, it, it with, 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 uh, with the chargers, Dallas hypothetical. Listen, it's not gonna. It's it's Chicago. I do think Eberflus is gone. I feel like Ryan Poles, the GM, is the right fit. You keep him there. Harbaugh to Chicago makes tons of sense. You think he would have? You think he's not gonna have control in Chicago like he would in in the in 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 L.A. And he has history. He has history in Chicago. I always when I think about um head coaches, I think about what makes sense your connection if you have some sort of connection um within the organization it happens more in college than the pros but it it does tend to sprinkle but harbaugh has history in chicago and i think like it, it can make a lot of sense for him to go to chicago especially with the current um situation that chicago is in so you got two out of the five um top picks in the well two out of the 10 top um top 10 picks in the draft one of them being the number one overall pick i've said this to you guys on multiple occasions he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go after um marvin harrison and if they decide to move on with justin fields if they don't so be it um but he has history in chicago um they don't very rabel um tennessee will have to worry about getting rid of rabel i feel like because rabel is going to be the successor in um new england i will though give the titans credit because there's a lot of people saying vrabel should have been fired a lot um 
in certain um, moments in his um, in his tenure there, but they stuck with him because they believed um, in the in in the structure that he brought, and uh, and they were winning and winning to a lot of people's uh, surprise. So Vrabel, I believe, will be the successor to um to Belichick. I don't feel like Belichick will coach. I feel like Belichick will kind of um kind of have the same sort of situation that um Bruce Arians did have some sort of position in the front office or retire and then you let Vrabel take over and then watch the um dominoes fall as they may fall let me throw this team out there for you guys today because this is something that could I'm just going to get right to it if Buffalo loses today and they don't make the playoffs, McDermott's gone. And the Bills are looking for a new head coach and a new coaching staff. I don't see how you bring McDermott back if this team doesn't make the playoffs. I don't know. You guys think I'm crazy? I don't think I'm crazy. He's a defensive, he, he, he's a defensive-minded coach with an offensive football team. His defense has played well. Ed Oliver is probably the most underrated defensive lineman, in my opinion, in football. He's like a poor man's Larry Donald. We always hear it's an offensive-minded league. Offensive head coaches with quarterback pairings do more successful. We saw Brandon Staley fail in, in, in L.A. with the Chargers. If Buffalo comes in to an opening, you you could maybe just as easily look at Harbaugh or 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 a host of other guys looking at the Bills organization because they play Miami today in Miami. Uh, normally, I would agree with you, Biggie, and I hate to say that I disagree with you on this one. It's just not the year of the candidate for the head coaches. So if you're Buffalo, yes, you missed the playoffs, and it would be almost an embarrassment to miss the playoffs, but you got to look around. Who can I potentially get? If you think you could get Harbaugh, then I'm all for it. Then you can find McDermott. McDermott ends up as a Giants defensive coordinator with the history he has with those two in the front office. Yeah. But if you can't get Harbaugh, who are you potentially going to get? Does Ben Johnson Johnson like the Buffalo Bill job more than he does the Carolina job? Yeah, but, like, if you're Buffalo, you got to ask yourself this question, like, one-hit wonder. The coordinator, because some guys are just really good coordinators. True, true. Daniels is the perfect example. Great offensive coordinator, but the moment this guy touches the head coach position, it's like he forgets everything he knows about football. So if you're Buffalo, because sometimes the grass, like my one of my favorite sayings is, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah, you missed the playoffs this year. Sucks. It happens. Like only a certain amount of teams make the playoffs. Like this is just the reality we're setting. So. Yeah, you missed the playoffs, but you think about, like, what can we do? Maybe we trade Stefan. You know, maybe Stefan's time just run out in Buffalo. Maybe we need to go put all our eggs in the basket and go get a guy like Saquon Barkley from the New York Giants if they don't choose to resign him right. There's other things you can do. Yeah, I can understand why, like, majority of the people would say that, but it's like, like I said earlier, candidates. Who is going to be better than Sean McDermott? And right now, with two guys at the top of my head, maybe one guy, and it's just Harbaugh and Belichick. But I don't think Belichick, maybe Belichick does like, hey, 
Patriots think I'm washed. Let me go up to our rivals up in Buffalo and let me show them, you know, I got talent. I can use Josh Allen and go win the Super Bowl. Maybe. But this ain't the year to, to, to be playing around if you already got a coach. All right, let's talk about a little gambling for a second. Kaysan, the Rams go into San Francisco as four-point underdogs. The Rams are surging as of late and really trying to make a playoff push. You take the Rams plus the four points today, guys? No, this is a stay-away game. Stay away, stay away, stay away. And I say this with all kindness in my heart. 49ers ain't playing nobody. The Rams ain't playing nobody. This is the battle of who got the better backups. I don't even know who the Rams' backup quarterback. That's why I just say stay away from this game completely. Rams are locked in as a wild card team, so they ain't playing nobody. 49ers, I think they clinched the number one seed, so they ain't going to play nobody. I don't even touch this game. I don't touch this game with the points. I don't touch this game with the spreads. Anything, player props, it's just not a game to be trusted. If I had to pick... I'm leaning more towards the 49ers and shaving the points a little bit, maybe two and a half. Yeah, stay away from the game, guys. If you're betting and listening, please stay away. It's not the game you want to bet today. Hey, hey I, I want to ask you guys this question because I, I, I really value your opinion. What do you guys think about how we're seeing this Denver Broncos situation um, kind of break down? No, nobody's going to sell themselves a bag, bag of goods. We all know that Russ is not not in his prime anymore, and it's not Russ's fault that the Broncos paid him all that money and made that stupid trade. But are are you guys a little perplexed as to why Sean Payton has just seemed to come out against Russell Wilson in in such a ferocious way? It's almost like it's almost like Sean Payton feels like he has to take all the anger that the Broncos fans have for the current ownership of that team to pay too much in salary, to pay too much and acquire him. Does it surprise anybody that Sean Payton seems to be a, a little bit heavy handed in his dealing with Russell Wilson? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I, I think it's ugly. I think it's a very ugly situation. Um, I I look at Russ. I feel like this is a bad. I feel like ever since Russ, um, his his um his final um years in Seattle, and as he took the um the job, as he took the um as he signed with the Denver Broncos, I feel like Russ has got a bad rep. He's always carried himself as a as a um as a as he always carried himself well around the league, well respected, and and from the outside looking in, in my opinion, this is he's just been given a bad rep. And people forget this is like a, this is a former Walter Payton Man of the Year, a former Super Bowl MVP, a former Super Bowl champion, um, a guy who has ever since he stepped into the league has found a way to be successful and find success and really and look at it. Remember, this was like he was like a what a third round pick, and came out of nowhere and and took the bull by the horns. And for some strange reason, he's getting um, this very bad overshadow that I don't think he deserves. I feel like Sean Payton, I don't know what it is. I don't know where it started, but it's very ugly. It, it, it's, it's, it's a very ugly scene. And, and, if, look, and if you're Russ, 
you get out while the getting is good. You 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 get out. You you find a way. I don't know how you do it, but you 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 you're more you're better than this. You're you're better than this. You're better than Denver. Yeah, I said it. You're you're better than the Denver Broncos. You're better than Sean Payton's ego. So you got it. So you got to get out while the getting is good. We're talking about um we're talking about Atlanta looking for quarterbacks. Well, hey, if they want one who has been a proven leader, a, a proven success despite the despite the team record, Atlanta Russell Wilson to Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Um, but I, I just feel like the the current with the with everything that's going on, Biggie, it's very ugly and it's been handled poorly. Um, in in my opinion. Well, I believe that um that yes, it has been bad, and I agree with uh, Peach with ninety percent of what he said. Uh, the ten percent would be him going to Atlanta. I don't agree with that, but but I do agree that this wasn't Sean Payton's guy, and the the organization wanted Sean Payton to get rid of. Uh, Russell the best way he can and his way is actually pretty classless and Russell Wilson is coming out of this pretty clean because uh, he didn't say anything derogatory towards Sean Payton or or on how he embarrassed him on national TV I had endless and you know we are all athletes here exactly athletes here when when a coach coaches you hard it is okay if he coaches you hard during practice but during the game that's like i mean me personally i will start not to hear his voice anymore like he will be muted because if you talk to me any type of way i'm i'm not gonna play for you right and that's not how you want to promote your team but um but I do understand that uh, management and the head coaching staff want want Russ out of there, so they're probably going to trade him and get him out of there. And Sean Pay- Payton is he's in a very pe- a peculiar spot where uh, I believe that draft stock is maybe like low ten, early fifteen pick. And who's gonna be be there for and for him to pick as a quarterback, or unless he gets lucky, that maybe a Drake May or a Penix Jr. is still out there to pick from, which it's very it's not likely. Um, but I do believe that was cl- classless, that was ugly, and that was uncalled for. Uh, Russell Wilson did say that he had a heads up that he was going to be benched. Uh, about a month ago, but they still kept them in the lineup starting and winning games. But when he started to lose games, that's when they're coming down on him. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I don't I, like it. I, I totally agree. I, I think you guys said it best. Um, as we get ready to wrap up week 18, kudos to the NFL for having so much parity I mean, there's so many playoff possibilities that can happen today in heads-up games or win-losses in other teams. I think it's no-brainer that, on paper, the biggest game today is going to be this evening with the Bills traveling down to Miami 
three-point game. Bills are favored in Miami, so we all know where Vegas thinks this game is going to go. Real quick, I'll start off in this game. I think Miami gets the win at home as a home dog and goes to 12-5 and five on this season. Who do you guys have real quick, Bills, Dolphins tonight? And, and is there another, and real fast after that, is there another game that you're looking forward to today? Give me the Dolphins. Um, Bills going home, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, game for me is Giants-Eagles. Giants get the chance to play spoiler. Uh, even though I don't think it was mad because I think, no, nah, matter of fact, it's two games, really, really fast. Washington-Dallas, I think Washington upsets Dallas. Robin Berry going out with a bank, and Eagles-Giants. Giants beat the Eagles, <laughs> and Cowboys win the NFC East by default. Uh, give give me the Bills to sweep uh Miami and uh take over the number two spot in the AFC. Um, and the other game that I'm mostly interested in, Kason already said it. It is the Cowboys Redskins, and I'm gonna say it like that. I don't care, Cowboys Redskins, and I think uh, we play spoiler. I PJ. think he he's still re- reconnecting and all oh, okay. something is a thing. All right. Well, we'll sign off. Guys, it was a great show. Kason, I'll let you get the audio file. But I will say this if PJ's listening, not knowing what Atlanta is going to do next year in the quarterback position, maybe not as a starter, but Russell could be an interesting quarterback to have in that quarterback room for them next year depending on which direction they go in or, or, or almost any direction. Guys, have a great day today. We'll catch up in the chat room, and uh, I hope you guys have a great Sunday. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, before we yes. go, um, uh, I had another uh, guy who's really interested in our brand. His his name is uh, Nick. I invited him to the group chat, and he should be joining us through our college games and maybe our NFL get games, just to give you guys a heads up. That more I'm the merrier. Out here. <laughs> I'm recruiting more, out here. More the merrier. That sounds great. Kason's the word on that, but I'm all down for it. Awesome. Cool. That's awesome. All right, oh, I'll catch it. up with you guys in the chat room. Have Everybody have an awesome Sunday. You too. Peace. Peace, everybody. Peace out. Thank you.